You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hello, Spot On listeners. Do you believe this season five of Spot On? I can't believe it. I'm so excited to be back with a whole new season of fabulous guests. Why I am kicking off season five of Spot On is because, you know, it's January and a lot of people are focused on better health and better weight management in the new year. And I read that 6.5 million Americans are victims of weight loss scams where, you know, people are looking for the next, you know, magic bullet to better manage their weight and unfortunately get roped into spending a lot of money for things that maybe are really not going to help them. So I read that statistic and then I also read an article by my guest. She wrote an article in Nutrition Action. She works for the Center for the Science and the Public Interest, all about the myths of facts of a weight loss and maybe things that you've read about and heard about. Are they true or not? So before I bring my guests on, let's go to the streets and find out what is the most popular weight loss tip that you keep hearing over and over again. The most popular weight loss tip that I've heard is to eat only one meal a day and not consume any other food during the day. I keep hearing that this method would help people lose weight fast. You know, drink more water before um, each meal and then, you know, uh, cut back on your sugar intake. One of the most common advice I've received is to exercise regularly and maintain a healthy diet. I've heard that some people eat only an apple for breakfast. Um... Some of my friends even eat only one type of food for all of their meals, such as, you know, you have sweet potatoes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So today I have Caitlin Dowd. She's a PhD and a senior nutrition scientist at the Center for Science and the Public Interest. But really, this is her baby because she really did her doctorate dissertation on obesity and weight loss and has been evaluating all these kind of evidence of what works and what doesn't work. So this, she knows the ins and outs of this, and that's why she's on. And she really, she spends her entire life at the Center for Science of the Public Interest. Maybe she sleeps every so often. But to evaluate the science behind health and nutrition fads and to help people decide what to focus their efforts on and not to waste their time or money. And that's my girl because I don't waste money and you all know that. So I don't like to be taken for. So with that, I am going to welcome Dr. Caitlin down on Spot On. Well, thank you so much for having me, Joan. It's great to be here. Dr. Caitlin, so what we want to do, I want to set this up kind of like a rapid fire, true or false, about, you know, ways to to lose weight or not to lose weight. What is fact? What is fiction? So in the first, you know, true or false, here we go. This is rapid fire. You often hear it's the carbs, not the calories that cause you to pack on the pounds. True or false? 
That one's false. So it's really the number of calories that you eat versus how many you burn that is what causes you to pack on the pounds. So carbs have gotten a really bad rap lately. And one of the theories behind that is that carbs drive up your insulin, which leads your fat cells to suck in too many calories. And that leads the body to thinking that it's starving. So you eat more calories. And because the body thinks it's starving, it slows down its metabolic rate and burns fewer calories. But when the studies that have really carefully tested that theory have really dived into that, they find the opposite effect. So high carb diets don't cause people to gain weight and high carb diets are as effective as low carb diets at helping people lose weight provided both diets cut calories. So it's really the calories that are driving this. It's not carbs specifically. Right. And that's interesting. So this is a numbers game. So calories in, calories out. So it doesn't matter. But Dr. Caitlin, what about, you know, the quality of the carbohydrates? I mean, there's a big difference between jelly beans and green beans. Absolutely. So obviously, we always want to focus on the healthiest version of our calories. So whether those are fat calories or carbs or protein, we want the healthiest ones we can get. But they don't necessarily influence weight, provided that you're getting the same number of calories. There's been some really good studies that compare the healthiest versions of a low-fat, versus a low carb diet, and they really find no difference in weight loss. So it's really finding whatever works best for you. Just choose the healthiest foods you can. And don't worry so much if it's high carbs from fruits and vegetables, or low carbs and high fat from, you know, avocados and salmon. It's whatever works best for you. Right. Now, long term health, that's a whole nother segment. Absolutely. So it sounds like it's calories in, calories out, as I just mentioned. But I would think, Dr. Caitlin, that if you have more carbohydrates from, say, vegetables, they're less calories per bite. And it comes to the point is how many like green beans could you really eat before like enough with the green beans? So in other words, you, you wouldn't be able to overeat the green beans versus the jelly beans. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the idea of energy density. So having fewer calories per bite, and that's what you get from fruits and vegetables. You can really fill up on that and it's hard to overeat those. So uh, that's really your best approach is getting healthy carbs or healthy fats, but particularly healthy carbs from fruits and vegetables, fill up on those. And that's a great way to maintain your health and even your body weight. Sure. And, you know, I'm going to say it again, and the, my listeners are going to roll their eyes because I always say, you know, vegetables are so kind to your waist because they fill you up before they fill you out. So I know they're I know they're rolling their eyes right now, Dr. Caitlin, which is hurtful. Okay. But I had to say, <laughs> I just had to say it again. Well, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, okay. You better, you better not be rolling your eyes. I'm not. Okay. Here we go. Lose weight quickly and you're more likely to regain it. So I see this all the time. Oh, it's fast off. Well, guess what? It's going to be just as fast coming back on. True or false? That one is false. Man, this is such a popular idea that slow and steady wins the weight loss race. And that's something that I believed for a really long time. But the largest study to test the theory, they randomly assigned people to either lose weight quickly or lose weight slowly. And the slow group did sort of what we often recommend people do, that they cut about 500 calories a day in order to lose about a pound a week. The fast weight loss group only ate between 450 and 800 calories a day using fortified meal replacement drinks. And far more people in the fast weight loss group achieved their weight loss goal of losing 15% of their baseline weight. 
And over the next few years, unfortunately, about 75% of people in both groups regained the weight that they had lost. And there was no difference in the amount or the rate of weight regain. So really what that study tells me is that it doesn't necessarily matter if you take a fast or slow approach. The problem is that it's really hard to keep weight off no matter what you do. But the main caveat to all of this is just don't try slashing down to the 450 to 800 calorie range without help from a dietitian or doctor because you have to be really careful with those kinds of diets in order to get all of the nutrients that you need. My God, going down to 400 calories a day, that's it? I'm like, Can you imagine? No, no, I can't. No, being Italian, I can't imagine. Why, I mean, why even bother getting out of bed if you can only eat 400 calories? I would just stay there. You know what I mean? I mean, this is crazy. I mean, that's way too low and you're definitely not going to meet your nutrient needs. So that's, that's an excellent example where you need to be speaking with a registered dietitian and truly a healthcare professional, especially if you have medical issues to, to reduce that. And that's where, you know, it gets dicey where you read about these diets and you say, I'm going to try that, but it can really, really, really be detrimental depending on your health history, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dr. Caitlin, here we go. Ready? True or false? I should drink a glass of water before each meal in order to lose weight. Yeah, this one's interesting. This is a maybe. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. That was an option. <laughs> I said true or false. <laughs> All right. I'll give, I'll give you a maybe. Go ahead. Okay. So there have been some small studies in middle-aged and older adults that show that when they drank a 16-ounce glass of water while also following a low-calorie diet, that it helped people to lose a bit more weight than just following a low-calorie diet. Maybe because it helps people feel a bit more full before they start eating. But this approach hasn't been tested in younger adults. So it's really not clear who benefits most. The studies have been small. There looks like there could be something there, but we're not totally sure the effect. That's interesting when you say older adults. Could it be that older adults are maybe more dehydrated? than younger adults and so that, you know, they're more thirsty and they fill up on the water than younger? So the theory actually is that, and there's some evidence to support this, that older adults, um, liquid empties out of their stomach more slowly than younger adults. So it could be that it keeps them full for longer than a younger adult where water really just drains out of the stomach very quickly. So it doesn't have as much of an effect. Isn't that interesting? So that's like an aging physiological issue going on here. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Okay, good. That's interesting. Wow. All right, here we go. True, false. I should eat small frequent meals throughout the day to better manage my weight. True or false? This one's false. This is another really popular idea. And the theory is that eating frequently will stoke your metabolic furnace and help you burn more calories. But there's really no evidence to support that theory. So when the data of 15 trials were analyzed, the researchers found no difference in weight loss when people ate, say, one meal a day versus five meals a day, assuming that they ate the same number of calories. So it's really just do whatever fits your lifestyle best. If you like having just um, a few square meals a day, great. If you like grazing throughout the day, great. It's really just not overeating your calories. Very, very interesting because you, you've, I can't even tell you how long we have heard that, that six small meals is better than three large or even better than one large. And that's so, so interesting. Here we go again. It's all about the numbers. Yes, it really is. Yeah, there was a study that looked at that exact approach, the six meals versus three meals. They found no difference in weight change over time. All right. So this now, here comes another question. It's sort of a follow-up to this. So then should 
you know, I restrict my eating period to eight hours a day in order to lose weight, true or false? Yeah, this one's interesting because it's sort of the opposite of the, you know, six meals a day. And you're going to be upset with me, Joan, but this is another maybe. That's it. That's that's (laughs) your last maybe. That's your last maybe. That's it. I can't stand it. All right. Well, this idea is called time-restricted feeding, which is a type of intermittent fasting. And there's nothing special about the eight-hour windows. You are just eating for fewer hours of the day. And studies show that people cut 350 to 500 calories when they shorten their eating window. So instead of eating, say, for 14 hours out of the day, you're only eating for eight hours out of the day. But there's really nothing magic about it. So people tend to lose the same amount of weight when they restrict their eating window to eight or fewer hours as when they do just typical calorie restriction where they slash and track their calories. The benefit is that many people find it easier because they don't have to track their diet. You just have to watch the clock. So there could be some benefit there. Right, because tracking your diet for some people, it could be like a part-time job. And gosh, no, we don't need another unpaying part-time job in our lives. But that's really interesting because I remember when I was in private practice, you know, uh, what a lot of my clients did, they had this like nudgy eating that went on from after dinner all the way to Jimmy Kimmel. And it was just nudged. I mean, they weren't even hungry. They're just, it's nudgy and bad habits. So that's interesting to say, okay, I'm going to stop eating after dinner and so yeah. what's happening, yeah. I'm, I'm eliminating all that little nudgy snacking that, that I did. So good. That's interesting. Very interesting. All right. Here we go. I love this one. I love this one. I don't need to change my diet. All I have to do is exercise more to keep the weight off. True or false? Yeah, this one's false. This is one that we all would love to be true, all of us who, you know, really love our food and also love exercise. And, you know, potentially if you exercised enough, this might be true, but you really have to exercise a lot. I'm talking every day for an hour, you'd have to exercise. And for many people, exercise can make you a lot hungrier. So you compensate, you eat more calories, but really overall people overestimate how many calories they burn from exercise. It's not as many as you think. So really what exercise does when it comes to weight management, it can help prevent weight gain and it can help you maintain weight loss, but it's not a great tool for helping people lose weight. That said, exercise is incredibly important for nearly every other aspect of your health, so you should find something you like and stick with it, even if it doesn't change what you see on the scale. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's better for probably weight maintenance. It's good to have it when you're trying to lose weight, but really it sounds like cutting the calories is where it's at, and you can't just increase your exercise without cutting the calories. You know, I have to smile. I used to belong to a gym, you know, where we we could go to gyms, and, you know, in our diehard year-round people that went to the gym, and of course you know everybody in the gym because, you know, you start making friends there. And then, Dr. Caitlin, every January, like – (laughs) <laughs> you'd look around and you'd say, all right, who are these people? Why are they on my treadmill? And who are these people? And, and, we, and, and you know, and all the diehards would look around and roll their eyes. Talking about, talking about rolling their eyes, they'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. They'll be gone by Valentine's Day. And I'm telling you, by Valentine's Day, it was just the old yeah. crowd again. And we're like, yeah, thank God they're gone. You know, because they, they're they starting the new year saying, I'm just going to exercise and the weed will come off. But it, then yeah. it doesn't because you, then they're not controlling the calories. And so anyway, by Valentine's yeah. Day, I had my own tra- treadmill back and I was excited. Yep. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. <laughs> you talk about influencers. You can trust celebrity-endorsed miracle weight loss products who guarantee your money back. True or false? I think I know the answer to this one. Go ahead. Yeah, I hope we all know the answer to this one. This one's a big, fat false. You know, most of us don't actually believe that celebrities influence us, but research really shows that celebrities do. They often represent the kind of person that we want to be, even if we don't consciously think that. So, you know, maybe they're healthy, slim, beautiful, or funny, and we want to be like that. So that kind of marketing works, but there's really no such thing as a miracle weight loss product. If you take one thing away, that's what I want you to remember. But celebrities are paid to promote these products and many of them don't take the products. So it's not a trustworthy source. And when it comes to a money back guarantee, that's a great way for a company to promote confidence in their product, to boost sales without much risk, because many people will not end up sending back the product that doesn't work. So it's a real shoe-in for companies. And I've heard stories where you, you, you give them the credit card and they sign up because they're going to send you the product every month. And, th- and then to cancel it is like a nightmare. I've, I, you know, yeah. you, you probably know this better than I. Yeah, good luck getting a hold of someone. You know, a lot of these are fly-by-night companies that they're just looking for your credit card. So- Yeah, really stay away from those. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually read that the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, may come in and close them down. And then what happens, and fine them for being, you know, fallacious. But then what happens, they just show up next month as another company name, a new name. It's like you can't can't stay on top of it. So that's really good. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. All right, here we go. Natural occurring plants and herbs will help you lose weight without risk. True or false? This is another false. So the first thing to know is that really there are no plants or herbs that have been shown to effectively promote weight loss. So if you see a supplement that says, you know, it's all natural and it boosts your metabolism or fat burn, really don't put any stock into that. So at best, these do nothing and are harmless, but Plants and herbs that are sold as supplements are not well-regulated, and they could be harmful on their own, or they could be adulterated or contaminated with with something dangerous. There's many of these supplements that are contaminated with actual drugs, even though they say they're all natural. So don't assume that because something is quote-unquote natural that it's safe. No, absolutely. And I think people just think, you know, we're on this plant-based diet and everything's plants, which is wonderful because we want to get more plants like fruits and vegetables back in our diet. But don't assume these herbs are benign. And like what you said is what else is in it? And so that, you know, can yeah. be very, very frightening. And uh, you don't want to be the, the case study in the Journal of the American Medical Association of taking the herb and then something bad that happens. So, yeah, good point, good point. Okay, here we go, my last one. So eating a handful of nuts a day can help you keep excess weight off. True or false? Yeah, this one's interesting. Um, I'm sorry, but this is a maybe. All right, well, that's it. <laughs> so we're going to answer it, and then you're getting off, because I, I gave you two maybes. Three, I'm not giving you. It's okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we find from observational studies is that people who report eating nuts tend to gain less weight over time than those who don't. That could be just a simple correlation. Maybe people who eat nuts participate in other health behaviors that 
researchers can't track. But studies that randomly assign people to add nuts to their diet find that the nut eaters don't gain weight. And that's likely because they compensate by eating less of something else. Nuts can help you feel full. So maybe you eat less of the jelly beans or something else. And so that's why you don't gain weight. But studies don't find that eating nuts help people lose weight. So they may help prevent weight gain, but they're not necessarily going to help you lose weight. Right. And it it could be what it's displacing, right? So if you're eating a whole bag of potato chips, which is a heck of a lot of calories, and you say, you know, for a snack, I'm only going to have a handful of nuts, and you end up feeling as satiated as you would the whole thing of potato chips, but you really just cut calories. Yes, exactly. Again, I know people hate to hear it. It's not exciting, but it really is calories in, calories out. Wow, this is great. Any take-home message for us? Because I know uh, know, a lot of people, as I started the segment saying here, that spend a heck of a lot of money and getting scammed. And really, you need to, you know, understand where the information has come. So any final parting words to help us protect ourselves? Yeah, I think the main thing that I have learned over the years of doing this research is that if you're looking to lose weight, you have to cut calories. That doesn't mean that you have to track them. And really, you need to aim for eating healthier calories. So it's not just eating low-calorie processed foods. Aim for replacing higher-calorie foods with lower-calorie fruits and vegetables. You know, bring in nuts, even though they are a bit higher-calorie, but they're more satiating. You get a lot of nutrients from those. So you really want to aim for healthy calories, but you have to cut the calories and fruits and vegetables are a great way to do that. In other words, you know, don't sit on the couch after dinner with a jar of cashews watching Jimmy Kimmel and go through the whole jar because that's not even going to, that's not going to work. So again, it's numbers in, numbers out of the quality diet. Well, this is terrific. I am going to put a copy of the article that Dr. Caitlin Dow wrote about these myths and rumors about, uh, you know, what works and what doesn't work for weight management. Because, you know, we all know that uh, over 70% of Americans are overweight. And even just losing a little bit of weight is often very good for your health. So I don't don't want anybody to fall prey of uh, being scammed and doing something and then you get frustrated. So this has been really, really enlightening. So um, Dr. Caitlin Dow, I want to thank you for coming on Spot On. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?